0: Oh, Blaine and Mickey, Friday, beautiful weather, football weekend. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing out there? I hope you're up. It's October 1st. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I cannot believe it. We were, my wife and my son and I had to drive somewhere last night, and we pulled out of our neighborhood, and you kind of have to go up a hill to get out of our neighborhood, and I was looking back down at the trees. Some of the trees are starting to turn. I mean, just that hint.
1: Isn't that so beautiful? Just that
0: first little thing of fall starting to happen. So, uh, I'm a big fall guy. Like, this is my favorite season by far. By far, fall is number one for me. Oh, I don't know.
1: I think think I'm spring. That's a good question. What's your favorite season? Thanks, Mickey, content creator. No, I think you sent this question (laughs) to me the
0: other day. Like, we should ask people. It was the first day of fall. You said, I "I wonder what people's favorite season is.
1: I think I like spring. I like fall, but not when it starts getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when it's, you know, the leaves are changing colors. It's a nice little cool breeze, you know, about 65. You know, I, I feel like I'm in California or something. And then that kind of ends really fast. <laughs> then it gets cold.
0: What about you, Lucas? season-wise? Where, where do you stand on this? I was always a
2: summer guy as a kid growing up. I, I really liked Most the hot weather, season. but na- now it's it's definitely fall. You appreciate I appreciate the cold the older I get. I don't know why.
1: only thing I, I love about the fall, football's here. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. That's why I love the fall. <laughs> but I think spring's my favorite
2: time. It's already week seven of the high school football season.
1: It's almost over. And it only, I mean, it's only ten weeks, isn't it? Most anyways.
2: teams are about halfway done. They've played about five of their Whoa. ten regular season games. Well, where are you guys going to be at uh, tonight? White House tonight. Fairview is at White House. Big Region 6-3A matchup. Looking forward to it. 7 o'clock kick.
0: Can Uh I just say this? To anybody who's listening from White House, y'all are the most awesome people. Not that everybody listening isn't awesome. We've done some shows back in the old 3HL days Mm -hmm. at White House. I'm not kidding you, Lucas. We were set up outside the press box at the football stadium and people were just pulling in their cars like with a cake they baked for us.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah they, they definitely will bring the food.
0: Full buffet. Yeah, so don't eat when you go because <laughs> right. you're going to get
1: full. Do not eat.
0: <laughs> I won't
2: eat before. I, let me shout out Chris Freeman, the SID over there, because a lot of people know him. He's done, he does PA for Vanderbilt basketball. The info, the information he's gotten, Will Bowling and I, ahead of the broadcast is second to none as far as high school football coverage. He's been a huge help. Really looking forward to getting out there tonight.
1: Wait, I'll I'll be listening. Well, Let's do a good job. You you and Will, right? Yep, yeah, Will Bowling and I. Yeah, who who's doing what? Who's the setup? Who's the I'll point be doing person? play by, by play tonight.
2: Will's coming back for post game coverage
1: tonight. Oh, uh, okay. 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 Gotta love high school football, man.
0: You can talk to anybody who played, even in the NFL, for the most part. And and in our job, you were an NFL player, and of course I've covered a lot of them. Well Luke, I tried at it. You, you gave you gave it a good run. <laughs> you gave it a good ten years. Um, all those guys always say high school football. That's their best memories. That's their best time that they ever had.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just was uh, celebrating one of our championship uh, teams there uh, last weekend, man. So it was uh, great to see all the guys. And you know, it's really ultimately that's kind of where I learned some of my values as far as a player. We always had like one or two, you know, or three maybe really good guys, really good players, you know, for high school football. But then the rest of our guys were just blue-collar, hardworking, love football. Like, when I say that is, I was a running back in high school, and defensive back, but mostly running back. And all my linemen were the same size as me. <laughs> Maybe a little taller, but yeah, they weren't even over six feet. And, we, you know, we were, uh, you know, in a, in a you know, high class there, a private school, so uh, the toughest least in Indiana, Indianapolis. And, uh, man, those guys were wrestlers. They were tough as nails. And we came together as a unit. That's why you don't have to have the best talent. You've heard me say this even in the NFL. You don't have to have star players at every position. It's about how you come together and everybody playing their role. Yeah, do you need some, you know, a guy to pull the trigger? Do you need a star here or there? But every position group doesn't have to have the one of the better players at that position. Right. You can still win collectively as a team. Uh, so, yeah, I, I believe that because that's what we did uh, a couple times, so. Yeah, man. Shout out to Cathedral Football.
0: Let's do this. Mike Vrabel is speaking right now. Hey, uh, uh, there's a bunch of dudes who are out on Sunday. We missed that part. Let me, let me find it, because he continues to say that people but are tell out. Tell us somebody who walked out today. Uh, McNichols, according to John Glennon, left practice early, walked off the practice field on Friday. Uh, Julio is okay. out. AJ is out. Dupree is out. Caleb Farley is out. Uh, let's take this now. It sounds like Mike Vrabel. Let's go live to Mike Vrabel's Friday Presser.
3: He wasn't able to practice, and we we labeled him out. We designated him out for this week. How do you like the response of the workers are coming back this week in practice? He, yeah, you- I mean, I think that uh, you know he's in line to play. Um, we've gotten some contributions from that group. Uh, the group knows it's got to block better. Um, they've they've caught some of the passes that we've thrown to them, uh, but they they have to block better. We we all have to block better, finish better. You know, and Anthony worked hard to to try to get back to to get him ready to play. You know, about how
2: eager he is, mm-hmm. like, is this his time. Maybe time how has he kind of gotten better during your during your Yeah, I mean, round? he
3: you know I think he's, he's healthy, ready to go. I think he's uh, excited. Um, thought he had a good day today, and um, you know, it's everything that we talk about that now he's going to get an opportunity, and and hopefully he can and help us. I'm sure that he will help us. I'm confident that he'll help us, and you know all those guys that that are going to be active at the wide receiver position. You know are going to all play and have a have a role in the game. What
2: did Marcus show you this week, Mike? I'm sorry. What did Marcus Johnson show you this week in his you know first week out there?
3: Uh, you know he looks looks like he's you know obviously healthy and you know getting some work in, and we'll need to make a decision here about his you know his availability here before tomorrow
2: in as well as as he's played in terms of, of consistency I do appreciate yeah you know
3: I think that uh, he certainly flashes and has played consistent and uh, I like the way that he's I think his instincts I think his awareness you know execution of the game plan you know I think was perfect on that third down last week of kind of what we were trying to get done and what you know Big T and, and, and Crow and Shane had in the plan. I think he, he timed it perfectly, waited, and um, that was just in the pass rush. I think he's playing well, whether he's on the line of scrimmage, off the line of scrimmage. Um, and, and I've always liked Harold. I mean, I just, you know, we just got to keep going. From their quarterback, and
2: if you're guy to do the job, you got a chance to get there maybe on, on Sunday? I
3: mean, if we all do our job. I mean, we got to cover. We got to try to affect the court. You know, we got we got to get some turnovers. Yeah, you know I mean, we got we got to find a way to knock the ball out, tip it up, catch it, knock it away from somebody. So minus six is never. You know, I mean, that's just not going to be good enough to win consistently in this league. And our guys know that. We've talked about it ad nauseum. So uh, whether we whether we get to the quarterback or however we get to the ball and and, and try to get it and turn it over, uh, that's what we'd like to do. Brady Breeze in the same boat as Marcus is someone who looked healthy and progressing. Yeah, you know, I thought he had a good week, and a lot of these guys can get their uh, legs underneath them by getting some work on a show team, you know, going out there. And we've had a lot of examples of, you know, guys that maybe didn't get a lot of work in practice uh, leading up to the game. But, you know, Breon works uh, extensively on a show team, and and he gets some reps with us and, and understands, you know, what to do. But, you know, a lot of these guys are getting some of their reps on the show team, so that's a great place for those guys to start out. We talked to them about that, um, you know, and then we'll just see where they're at, you know, tomorrow and what we will need roster-wise. How tough
1: is this crunch right now, Mike? At outside linebacker, just in the last week, the guys you've lost and
3: it's what it is, man. Finchy's been here, learn you know, teaching the game plan and 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 be ready to go if if called upon. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are tough. Um, we just we don't know how to do it any other you know, in any other way. You know, I mean, I think if we hadn't done it this way and preached it this way for three years, you know, we'd be oh my gosh, you know, what are we gonna do? We just pull up the list, see who looks like they want to come in, work out, work them out, sign them, make sure they know what to do, and uh, let them go play.
2: Finch maybe have similar I don't know characteristics a little bit as as Rashad, just you know, size wise and, and things he can do.
3: I'm not big into comparisons, you know. So, um, you know, we we have history with Finch. We're confident that he'll he'll play hard, um, you know, play with great effort, and, uh, and help us in all areas, whether it be the kicking game or on defense.
2: Can I can I try the the, the question that I sure try. okay I'll give it a shot. Just could um, you write it down? I did. <laughs> I got it yeah. Um, the, uh, you know some of the guys that, uh, that were hurt, you know camp or whatever, and coming back this year have ended up missing a game or, or so. hindsight, do you feel like any of these guys were asked to do too much too early, or is it just it happens
3: that way? You I know mean, we always try to follow a plan and you know um, again I, I, we, we don't have the luxury of, of hindsight. We have to use the information that that we're given from from the player, uh, from the doctor and how they feel. And then sometimes people respond, you know, differently to that work. And uh, we we take the health of the team very seriously. We want to try to get everybody back. We want to get them as healthy as possible. Um, you know, there's a fine line between you know, getting them out there and, and then maybe holding them too long. And everybody has a plan, and we spend a lot of time on it, how much work they're getting, whether they're practicing or how much they're work getting work on the side, um, you know, what their conditioning level is, what their fatigue level is. Do things get tired quicker as they're working their way back? So, you know, there's a lot of things that we go through. Um, it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to predict, you know, every single, you know, return to play protocol. And I feel like we've done pretty well. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to continue to, to, to work on it and, and try to make sure that um, we get everybody that's here available as quickly as possible to, to go out there and help. In hindsight, might some of those plans have been off? No, I don't think so. You know, I mean, I just, I, 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 you guys can write about hindsight all you want. You know, injuries and recovering from injuries are, you know, are part of this game um, and how we do it.
2: You got your own team to worry about, but it would, can you imagine what things will be like for Brady going back to New England this weekend?
3: That doesn't affect me one bit. What do you think so? I'm sure it'll be like? Doesn't affect me one bit. Doesn't,
0: that doesn't affect me? He off. All right, Mike Vrabel uh, finishing his press conference, not wanting to answer any questions about Tom Brady. We weren't watching it. Lucas Panzica said he actually walked
1: off. It doesn't affect him one bit. I oh, think was but, uh, did, where he was. Did he reach that. his timeline? I think it was
2: after the third uh, follow up about Brady. He just walked right off.
1: Oh, that was the third time somebody. Uh, okay. got you. I love to get perspective because sometimes. I get kind of skewed on what perspective we're having. Uh, yeah, I would probably be tired of that too. He's already said that uh, he didn't watch him on TV or watching the Jets. I mean, what more can he do? He just keep trying to loop him in. I guess that's what the job of the media is, right? And see if he'll take the bait. Yeah, see if he knows what's going on. You know, keep make sure that he's up on things. Well, yeah, I'm sure he's pretty up on things, but he is not focused on that. I have to say this, you know, a lot of players are down and, you know, I don't know the reason, you know, a caller called yesterday talking about because they didn't play preseason. We kind of looked at other teams and kind of varies. I think every situation is so different and individualized for each individual player on each team. Uh, You know, with that being said, some rehabbing uh, to some just getting injured, uh, you know, during the preseason and some getting injured at practice, which is kind of weird to me. I, I don't understand how guys are. I can't even, you know, just, you know, understand why guys keep getting injured at practice on Friday. You said McNichols walked in. I mean, man, your job is to kind of warm up, loosen up real good, lathered up, and then kind of go at this pace that's a productive pace, but not full goal. Uh And it's usually Friday is red zone during my day, and I'm sure it's probably still the same. And so you're not really ever running really far. You're 20 and in. Now, you do go back over some of the script plays that you did on Tuesday and Wednesday that maybe you made mistakes on or you, coaches may want to see them again mm-hmm. versus the offensive defense. Uh, but, man, that's, that's a little worrisome. Uh, but one thing I can say about Vrabel before we go to break is when all chips are down, he's usually at his best on getting the most out of the players that do play. Regardless of Julio AJ Brown, when he's got a lot of injuries, he the team usually plays pretty well. Yeah, uh, not to say that they're going to you know because the Jets make me nervous, especially on defense, as I've been saying all week. Their offense, if you give them life, though, they can do some things. And uh, you know, Corey Davis, uh, he's he's a handful. He's their number one guy. So, are they going to do anything special for him, or are they going to double him at times, uh, or do they think they can just guard him with one guy? I mean, you know, throughout the whole game. Or are they going to match up? He is their, you know, their go-to guy. So they got some other players, but uh, you got to bear this team early, or they can give life, as we saw with Jacksonville and the Bengals last night, as they're zero four. But did you see what that zero four looks like? They have capable players. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's people, and that quarterback is learning. Yep, he's, he's getting, getting better, better he each and every throws, game. He pulls and runs like a deer, and he's a big, big guy. Got to learn how to get down, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a big arm. He he flicked one running to the right after, you know, getting harassed. And he kind of went in a circle, kind of Russell Wilson. Like, he's just so much bigger, doesn't look the same. But he <laughs> he was running, and he flicked his wrist, and that ball took off. And uh, Chenault called a deep ball. I saw it. Yeah, and then fell and went out because it looked like he might have fell on the ball or something. Yeah, that was an unbelievable throw, and he made it look like it was easy. And, you know, that's what you can't see on TV like how incredible of a throw. He was running to his right. Granted, it was his right arm. But the way he flicked it, and that thing went a good 50 yards. Like, it was nothing. I was like, whoo. And then it had some, you know, some flight on it now. So, he he definitely has the tools. Uh, they'll figure it out. But, you know, it's always uh, good to watch Urban Meyer in pain, though. He should have kicked the field goal. That, as I mentioned, on the one-yard line, because you take the points when you're a young team. Got to take the points because it's to be demoralizing. And what was that? Right before the half. Yeah. So the the, the points, at least they would have won in overtime. Buck <laughs> rising, he always
0: takes the points. He said to join us next. That's right, our buddy Buck rising next on Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Yeah. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Some extended stealing dad for your Friday drive home. Right here on the
1: big 104.5 The Zone. Yeah. That means Buck is coming on. That's what that means. <laughs> That's what that means, Buck Rising. Look at his face. That's the set-up music
0: for Buck Rising, yeah, yeah. who joins us courtesy you of look, the Buck Rising educate show. educate him.
4: That means that somebody's doing a bad job somewhere where they're supposed to be doing something productive, <laughs> like making sure that the radio show gets on the air correctly. I wonder who that could be.
3: Hey, boy, uh, I don't know who you're talking about.
0: You two fight like an old married couple. Oh, my. Buck Spare rising, a lot of time together. Brought to you by Two Rivers Ford, home of the non-commissioned salespeople. Um, Buck, let's just start with the elephant in the room uh, that wears a number two on his elephant jersey. <laughs> he is a he's a crimson tider too. Yeah, heck, that's yeah, mascot is an elephant. Here we go. Oh, my. Uh, Load management, tightness, uh, uh, what, what,
1: what's We're going on? What, you know, we go. Can blocking. Can't, about can't about.
0: have him digging out safeties
4: in the fourth yeah. quarter. Right. Getting a little tight, but not on Sunday. Mike, stop lying to me about Julio Jones. <laughs> no, it's, tell the truth, like that terrible Will Smith. You, you can't, can't handle, handle the, the truth. truth. <laughs> no, that's, that's a different movie, but also uh, that. Uh, Apparently, Titans fans can't handle the truth that Julio's got something, and it turns out it's a hammy. So, um, uh, I, you know in game like they knew that something was wrong now whether they were able to identify it I would imagine that they were able to identify it very quickly as a hamstring but Mickey I mean you guys know that you guys been doing this long enough to know that they typically disclose injuries when they happen in the game whether they're questionable doubtful or out and Julio was none of those things so when we asked Mike about it of course it turns into well we just thought we'd try and preserve him basically for future opportunities which turned into a whole thing and then monday comes back and oh guys get tight and they're like oh okay why well, I, I mean i get tight sitting down in the press box for four hours watching a football game this is different and then wednesday's first injury report comes out and it's a hammy and now he's not playing on sunday against the jets nor is aj brown so it'll uh it, it will be like this probably with some kind of consistency throughout the course of the season.
1: Real quick to add to that. Why haven't we heard from Julio? Why don't the coaching staff and the PR people make Julio good up there and ask questions after I've, if I'm the head coach and I've asked numerous questions and I'm trying to preserve your body and help you out, let him talk, let him answer some questions. Sure. Um, and, and that, you know, it,
4: it goes into this thing, Blaine, where, and I talked about this earlier this week, they make life harder on themselves sometimes with the way that they try to overprotect with injuries. Now, Julio has been made available, not this week, but in the last couple of weeks, he's talked with frequency. And as soon as he pops up on the injury report, no no mas Julio, no soy Julio. So uh, that's not proper Spanish. Regardless, I would say to you that you're correct. And I think that Mike would have saved himself a hell of a lot of headaches this week from us and from the people who are harassing him about why the star wide receiver isn't playing, but too, uh, it just becomes this thing with Mike Fravelin' injuries
0: where he just doesn't want any part of it. Can the Titans just not have nice things, Buck? Because every time they spend a lot of money on somebody, just it starts to go downhill. It's clowny, it's Beasley, Adam Humphreys didn't work out. It, it's always something it seems like. Anytime there's
1: Bud's injured. I mean, he's out, but, yeah, out but, but, but I'm
0: just saying he's still rehabbing. Let's yeah. say that. So Bud Dupree is out. I mean, I, I'd written down a bunch of stuff. I remember Blaine and me sitting here last year at one point and we were trying to figure out the biggest impact free agent. And I said, it's Ty Sam Sambrilo. I mean, he, he stepped in for Lawan until he didn't cause he got hurt. If not Ola. So this, well, that was yeah. last year. This yeah. year it's Ola. This year it's a guy who's making the minimum or so. It was a journeyman. They do great with those guys and those guys plug in and they find their role this team just struggles, it seems like, managing new guys. Superstar. <laughs> new toys.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I was cackling oh. on Sunday watching the Chicago Bears and the Browns because Javion Cloudy looked great. He looked great. This, this is as explosive a game as I've seen. You know why he looked great, though? Well, because he got a lot of help there.
1: Right. See, of, but see, own. he thinks he's the <laughs> other guy when he's the guy opposite the dude. Well, yeah. He, See, he when he's like opposite the, the dude, he looks really good. Just like when he was opposite of JJ Watt,
4: he was a dude. Turns out that matters, which is why the Titans are having success there this year, except the dude happens to be Ola instead of the sixteen and a half million dollar pass rusher that you got in the offseason. Listen, I because Vrabel was asked whether they feel like they rushed Dupree's return to play return to play process along more than they should and you would look at the snap counts and say well if lawan is struggling the way that he did early in the season then is it not safe to assume that bud whose injury happened months after taylor lawan right. would not have some kind of similar result and it turns out that in order to make a uh, in order to make a uh, substantive roster bonus he was active last week without playing and as Mike Vrabel put it, in an emergency circumstances, also I'm sure Bud felt it quite urgent that he make that money that he was scheduled to make. But now you're looking at a situation where you don't know what this is going to look like on a week to week basis among your biggest free agent or free agent and trade acquisitions of the off season. The two things that are supposed to tip you over the edge are now unavailable. In week 4 in uh, they've played the first month of the season but sparingly for both of them. And it, it there's no way to describe it other than it's a problem and I don't know what the solution is or how they can better themselves.
1: Well, that. I want to add it. What bonus does uh Bud Dupree have in his contract that he will not be receiving uh is it based off a of playing time?
4: Yeah, so he had a he had a $16,000 and change roster bonus. If he was active for that, game, for that game last week, I would have Ooh. to go through the math to figure out what that is on a per game basis. Ah. Um, what he ends up making so over about, the course, is it of based the, off
1: of playing percentage.
4: Yeah, it's it's a percent percentage of play time, mm-hmm. uh, as it was described to us. So you look at that and and listen. I do believe Mike, in what he was saying, is as, as to Bud Dupree being an emergency situation. Ro, Roberson didn't practice, didn't practice at all. Has clearly been put on IR in uh since then so what they were trying to do is make sure that they could get through or try to get bud through to another week using ola using harold and using weaver and then weaver kind of bit him in the butt because you know you can't plan on a broken fibula so i I think they could have tried to give it a go i think it would have been unwise that's why sharif finch is probably going to be on the active roster on sunday um but yeah there's also financial incentive with, with these star players like for the same reason as the colts are hoping to God that Carson Wentz doesn't play 70% of the season right. because if it turns into a first-round pick from a third-round pick, they're pissed at the result of what they gave up for him.
0: Buck Rising, I guess you, you mentioned free agent acquisitions not being available and, and, that, and that type of thing. Uh, Caleb Farley, the first-round pick is uh, – I, I I can't even see on the horizon when he's going to be available. When, when do you think that might We're start supposed
1: to be a shoulder now, right?
0: It's a shoulder and again, out. So
4: three games in a row um, after playing in garbage time against the Cardinals and special teams throughout the course of that game. I, I have zero read on that situation, but it doesn't look like it's getting resolved anytime soon. If he can conti- it's not just that he's missing games. it's that he's missing practice leading up to the games in order to be ruled out. So even yeah. when he's even when he's physically ready, There was there was precious little hope of him knowing how to play corner at a high level pre shoulder injury. Now you're talking about something that's robbing him of practice time, valuable reps as he continues to try and learn the corner position. It's it's not just the games; it's the practice that matters more. We're
1: talking about practice, Buck Rising. Yeah, no doubt about it. I completely agree with that, uh, especially a guy who's a natural athlete and converted from receiver, so he needs that practice time. It's very valuable. I'm going to ask you this question. Mickey brought it up a couple of days ago or so about a, you know, these last two years draft picks that are not contributing, let alone the free agents. Do you think there's gradually starting to be where Vrabel says, uh, I think I need to be you know, shopping my own groceries at some point because... I feel like that's where we're going it, it, for whatever reason, because I'm looking at it, and he still does really well. And to his credit, they, they play well when yeah. a lot of dudes are yeah. down. Oh, no, I believe when really He failed. comes out and says, yeah,
4: we thought we could win a game with Chester, McNichols, yeah, hell yeah. And, He believed it. Uh, he on the arrest.
3: roster.
1: We about to go. Yeah. 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 And,
4: so at and some point, do. he
1: wants to do his own shopping of his groceries.
4: You know, I because don't. Because
1: what would my record be if I did choose my
4: groceries so who's who the only person that i can think of off the top of my head that has license to do that is belichick right that's the one and mike to his credit he's he's an above average coach it would seem through three years and three games of him being a head coach in tennessee but you you run the risk of so much so it's like Doc Rivers with the Clippers a couple of years ago, where Doc got control of both personnel and as the head coach. And it spiraled because it's just so much that you're asking one person to do. So rather than put it all on one person, yeah, you would like a little more help from your personnel department in this regard, because you're right. It's not just this year's draft class. And listen, to to Christian Fulton's credit, he's a stud corner. He looks like he's going to be able to play on the outside for them in future years, he's been spectacular through the first three games, and and you can't you have when you're talking about the ones that John misses, you also have to talk about those who are. Well, well you picked one. What what about the second rounder this year? Oh, he's chilling on IR, man. Oh, you're, on no, on, just, on D- this D- year, Dylan D- Yeah, yeah Radins, he's not injured or anything. No, he's he's literally just chilling. Like I had I had I had to, I scratched my head. I was like, who is that giant human who's just chilling out there in shorts and a t-shirt? Oh, that's the second round pick, Dylan Raidens. Um. Listen, you. Nate can't, Davis
1: played his rookie year.
4: Oh, he played in the middle of a game. They, I was in Atlanta. They yeah. tossed him out there mid-game, and, and I was said, like, "Oh, why did they do that?" All right, big guy, <laughs> go get him. Well, they he did that because Jamil it. Davis was or Jamil Douglas was awful yeah. at professional yeah. football, oh, uh, respectfully. But I would say to you that there are there are far more misses than there are hits uh, so far for John, especially in the last two drafts. You cannot you cannot absolve him of free agency. It's too early with Bud and Julio to make any kind of grand indictments yet, but you do have the the specter of Clowney and Beasley and Jonathan Joseph hovering over your head from not that long ago. Um, You talk about trap games last year when they played Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. and even though they ran out there with with guys that we knew to be not great, Beasley and Joseph, that was their last game with the Titans. They ended up getting cut swiftly after that game. But yeah, there's no excuse for how spotty the personnel decisions have been. Now they've found ways to patch it, but at some right. point it's mm-hmm. going to bite you in the butt. And it I mean it's it's we are teetering on that point, right? Because they are perilously thin on the offensive line. line. Yeah. Dylan Raidens can't give them anything at this point. You're looking at the secondary that's playing well. The defense has played well. Yeah. Edge rusher, secondary, perilously thin at this point. We are not even 4 games into the season. So you are you're go- you're seeing these things start to mount. Now, whether it results in a complete and total meltdown or whether they get enough guys right before things start to spiral out of control, nobody has any way of predicting that. But yeah, listen, it's on John. It's been on John and it's longer than just it's more than just last year. There's there's been enough of these to look at this and say, I mean, Mike's not going to outright get to pick his own players unless Amy comes in and says, "All right, enough of this." Which I don't think she's the kind of owner, she's not Jerry, right? But it can cause friction and mm-hmm. something like trading picks to go up and get Des Fitzpatrick, who the coaching staff was I mean, in Mike Frabel's words, needed to see him do a lot more at practice. So let me not put more words in the head coach's head coach's mouth than he actually said. But they were not thrilled in over the course of training camp and into practice with a fourth round pick who I mean, it's not like we're talking about him getting called up. On Sunday, uh, <laughs> without Leo Jones and AJ Brown, we're talking about. I'm, I, about get, that. I, mean, wait, wait, I didn't even mention the
0: question. Hadn't even no, been a thought. i would forgotten he was even in the city. The that's what I'm saying. I'm getting calls about Mason
4: Dam Kinsey, and there's a fourth round pick chilling on the practice squad who's just wandering around practice. <laughs> yeah. nobody mentions. Else. So it's you know it's 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 a problem. It's All a right. Lastly,
1: we, we got we got Corey Davis on the positive going against him playing your former teammates. What have some of the guys been talking about playing? Because that's always fun. Uh, until it's not, yeah, it's been, it's been super (laughs) respectful. And
4: then I'm sure once they get out on the field, it will be less respectful. Um, listen, they, they know, nobody knows Corey Davis better than the Tennessee Titans, the coaching staff, um, and the personnel they've gone against him in practice. They know what his strengths are. They know what his weaknesses are. And also they know that he's the best wide receiver that the jets have out on the field. So it makes it a lot easier as bill Belichick has just shown you. And Vic Fangio has just shown you. It is a lot easier to make Zach Wilson look terrible if he can't get the ball to Corey Davis. He's targeted a career-high 10 times last week. He caught five catches for, I just I think, north of, just north of 40 or 50 yards. I would have to bring up the box score again. But a career-high 10 targets. Hey,
1: was he ever targeted that many times in the Titans game?
4: Hell no. Hell no. Well, they weren't throwing the ball like that. I mean, yeah. not with Tannehill, anyway. And really not with Marcus.
1: Oh, man. We're on with Buck Rising from the Buck Rising Show right here on 104.5 The Zone. That's right for us.
0: That's right. Um, I, We only got about a, a minute or so left. Mike Rabel obviously had no uh, intent of talking about my, Brady and Belichick ah. today. He, ah. he did not want to discuss that. Just on the way out, your thoughts on that matchup. That ought to be a fun game for the just the public to consume um, but curious how you think it might go with the uh, goat versus goat? Oh, I think the Bucks are going to kick their ass, but uh, you know Tom
4: Brady is Tom Brady, and New England is—it's the rare football we're all going to watch football on Sunday, regardless, all all of us. But this is the rare one that brings you in with the storylines with people who I've been over the course of 22 years so unwilling to give you storylines. <laughs> so that makes it—I mean, it 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 speaks to the testament of who these two are, their place in NFL history their impact that has just presided over the league for the better part of two decades and will echo into the eternities it seems cuz I don't know anybody else that's playing to 44 or 45 or 50 the way that Tom seems to want to. I, I the Bucks are a substantially better team and they they will probably go into New England and win. But I think there is going to be some spicy stuff with a defense that's okay. They're solid. They got a lot of guys back that opted out in 2020 and uh I think that I think that you know, it's rare to see a game where both sides know exactly what they are and what they're going to do and what each other does best and does poorly. Um, I mean, almost to a T. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's been pretty quiet from the parties who are going to be involved. But everybody, I mean, I haven't been able to stop talking about it all week. It's going to be great. All right, so, I you're have, going to the game, right? What a new, what? It's, it's
0: a quick train ride from New York. Maybe, maybe Ooh, I hitch a ride down to Boston. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. All right, one yeah. final question. are not expensing that around here. You one it? final question before you go. Which one of these things lasts longer, Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Buccaneers or Urban Meyer is the coach of the Jaguars? <laughs> that dude last night looked like he was going to jump in a river.
4: Are you guys enjoying Urban sucking as much as I'm enjoying Urban sucking? I mean, he looks miserable. <laughs>
3: yeah. Which
4: Which one lasts longer? Oh, Brady, Brady, until the end of time, Brady's, Brady's going to outlast all of us. He's going to be playing quarterback from, from the beyond. It's uh, he's, he's, he's a modern Marvel. And I hope that it's all, you know, there's always that specter of the doctor. Who's not really a doctor that has allowed Tom Brady to, or helped Tom Brady to be Tom Brady. So hopefully nothing comes out retroactively that makes this look less impressive than it actually is. But uh, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, bar none. And, uh, and it's been really cool to watch his career my entire life. His his career is almost as old as I am. So, you know, Tom
0: Tom versus time, and time's taking a beating. Father time undefeated except against Brady. Uh, Buck Rising, always great stuff. He joins us at this time. Every Friday, you can catch him on the install. You can catch him on his show. You can catch him on A to Z Sports. He's everywhere. He, yeah, he is everywhere. The too. Even nine o- in New York, Manhattan.
1: That's, yeah, that's right.
0: Taking the train to the sub-bucks game. And at <laughs> 9 o'clock on Sunday, he'll be on before us again. Bucko, thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Thanks, boys. You too.
1: I yeah, hope you show up.
0: <laughs> you and Coach Mack, I'm going to be fine. Everybody <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> we'll hit the phones and we come back. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Anytime you check in on the Mark Spain real estate hotline, we like to hear from you. Bob in Nashville has been very kind and called oh. in and was kind enough to hold through the break. Hey, Bob, thanks for happy, calling Blaine and Mickey. Happy yeah, Friday. Yeah,
1: happy Friday. Bob?
0: Yes, sir. Can you hear me? We can hear you yes, great. Yes, sir. I just want to say I like turtles.
1: Who? What did he say?
0: He held just to say that he likes turtles. You like turtles? He's gone. Oh. <laughs> Said he wanted to talk about the halftime show. Imagine you wasted 25 minutes of your yeah, day. Yeah, he on was hold there for a that. while. Well, I, I got to <laughs> tell you, that's maybe. why he did
2: that. <laughs>
1: he wanted to talk about the... Yeah, yeah, we can talk about the. I mean, go yeah. back to work, Bob. Yeah, some, well, some of he's Mickey's, not Bob either. Some of, uh, Mickey's favorite performers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't. I
0: don't ever get like upset or anything about,
1: about the Super Bowl halftime show. Me I, either. I, I mean, feel like it's just entertainment. It was their choice who they chose and whoever just decided not to do it and do it. And I'm just, most of the time I'm up uh, running around conversating and eating it during the halftime. I don't even get to see all of it. Uh, It's
0: Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and Snoop Dogg. Mm. So, I mean, it is a, I mean, that is a, that is a hall of fame level lineup right there. So, but here's the thing. Here's what I know about the Super Bowl halftime show. Everybody's going to hate it because they always do. (laughs) <laughs> With the exception of the most hardcore fans. And now these people, you each of them has a lot of fans. I and mean, when you add them all together, that's a lot of people. But there's going to be so many people who hate it because here's why. No matter what gets put out now, people hate it. But this goes back oh, to the man. beginning of Lo
1: When she gave him the jiggle? There were people who hated that, but here's what you
0: here's what you here's the thing though, and I, I've said this before. How you hate that, man. Come on. In, in the caveman times, somebody walked into somebody's cave and they hated what they had drawn on the wall, but they didn't have Facebook
1: to go talk about it. Oh no! What's that guy saying? What's the little shark guy? People have hated things for years. No, I love this. He had, he did a great job performing. I'm bad with with names. Bruno Mars.
0: Yeah, he was awesome. I, they could put Bruno Mars on it every is that, year. Is
1: he Filipino? That's who I'm talking about. The shark guy that can do like he can play instruments. He could do all he could dance, sing, go back to the eighties type singing. He to modern I think you're talking about Bruno Mars. I think you're talking yeah, about Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah. I met him at a hotel.
0: <laughs> what? Randomly. How,
2: he was I, at the same hotel I, I, I was in California one
1: Seven time. years as of three days ago. How have I never heard oh, this story? Oh man, and it, it was a drive-by, but I met him. You remember And I, I actually wouldn't have been able to meet him. I knew the person that was with him. Like the, the like uh, the, the the you know PR person. Was he super
0: famous by this time? Yeah, this or was, was literally like, like, this... like five
1: years ago. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My 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 wife just was like, "Oh my god!" And then she just stood there and froze. And I was just like, "Hey," you know. And then I was like, I was like, "Oh dang!" Hey, pleasure meeting you. And he said, "Okay." And then he's like, "Hey, we gotta go." And I'm like, "Oh dang!" I need to get a picture.
0: How tiny is he?
1: Oh man, he yeah <laughs> he, he he is short man. <laughs> I felt like I was tall. <laughs> okay. Let me. Ask. I felt like
0: I was tall. Was he A so five short?
1: nine and three fourths guy. He he's like about five four. Was he so short five, you five? could see his feet in his driver's license picture? I don't know, man. But yeah, he was he was pretty short though. But he get <laughs> man, he get before. He's
2: five
0: five. Yeah, that's, I that's, did that's not about know five, he was that five, short. Five. That's got to be generous because nobody is their listed height in anything. Yeah, that's Especially like
2: John you know, Rich height.
0: Oh, and, I, I,
1: why you, yeah, why he was pretty short, sharp, Rich man? drive by? He's yeah, just home drinking what, coffee right this. now. My wife was is five three and a half exactly, and I swear that he was barely taller than her, like a half inch. Like he's five four. So I was going to give him five five, <laughs> but you know, hey, I was like, oh man. They was like, oh yeah, well he's doing this event, and, you know, in the hotel we were at, but it was a private event. You know me. I tried to go in that private event. I'm they sure they had a big security. Hey, where are you going? I was like, oh, I must be in the wrong location. <laughs> <laughs> did one of the guys- I didn't say I knew so because I didn't have their information. I, I was like, oh, man, what am I do they? what my wife says, my wife says, I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to just watch you. You can get me in. <laughs> What? She, she said, if you get arrested, I don't know you. <laughs> was that here or somewhere else? No, it was in California. Was that California?
0: I was yeah. trying to think like how many people were in whatever location you were. Did any of them know Rod Woodson? Because you get mistaken for him sometimes. Oh,
1: sometime. I know. I, I should have said that. I don't know if that would have got me in, but anyway, it might have worked because <laughs> I could have passed for him. Yeah.
0: No, he-, he he is incredible. Uh, he's he been awesome. A- I twice. thought his performance
1: was awesome. Yeah, I did too.
0: I always like whoever it is. Now, I'll say this. They had the Maroon 5 guy a couple years ago, um, Adam Levine, who's also on The Voice. And I like Maroon 5 fine. uh, But they did a bunch of mid-tempo. Like, it wasn't up-tempo. Just make it entertaining. Like, the weekend last year, that was a complete freak show. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't know what oh, was going right. to
1: happen right. He there. was walking. looked like he was walking like he was hitting the mirror thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that was cool. A lot of people did not like that. Yeah, I, I thought liked it was fine. different. It was cool. Oh, that dude. Yeah. I loved the weekend. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was cool. I, yeah, but I'm not the one to be judging, you know, performances. Well, it's not for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's not, not, I'm just that happy that, that, that hey, hey whoever yeah. it is, I'm good.
0: Well, uh, whoever it is, this is a a murderer's row of of hip hop talent. So, I, I mean, I I can't wait to see what they come up with. But like I said, I always like it for the most part. Just make it entertaining and, and make it rock. I just, just want, I mean, I
1: want him to be hard though. Yeah.
0: Oh, I like him like that. Don't do a bunch of mid-tempo songs. That yeah. that's all I ask. Just, all of you performers out there, you get I, you're playing before a NASCAR race or a basketball game. Come out with something that that slant that that slaps. Don't. Don't come out with some mid-tempo. Look, I know a little bit about music. Yeah, I, you I know, do. I know how to not make it in music. <laughs> if you wanted to write a book on how to not make it in 1997 Well, now you know what to do, though. You're right, because the opposite of everything <laughs> well, I
1: though. you know what to do.
0: But no. I would have never come out in a big festival situation and played a mid-tempo song. So don't do that. Come out with your guns a-blazing. Blow some stuff up. Let there be some fire <laughs> and explosions. Remember Prince? Oh, that, that's
2: the last great yeah. halftime show in yeah, my life. Okay, deal, yeah, all of deal.
0: you, I have like, I just got electricity yeah, right. bolts up my arms and legs when I yeah. said that. You don't know what I'm talking about. You're young or you're not into it, whatever. Google the Prince halftime show. There's a whole documentary about it that's like 10 minutes where he called the guy who's with the NFL that is the producer of all this stuff. And he called Prince this morning and he goes, I just want to let you know, we may have to change some things. It's raining. It's it's really raining. It's forecast to rain tonight. And Prince said, can you make it rain harder? That was his response. And Prince was in heels. And the dancers were in heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's electrified and pouring down rain, playing purple rain, sweet mother of all that <laughs> <Good>. is righteous <laughs> make and that holy. Up. It's the greatest. Yeah. Prince had. Man. You want to know he what a great entertainment, what the goat is? Just watch. There's like he's 10 things that
1: Prince too. did that nobody else he's could do. a little do. fella, too. When they list him at about 5'4", too. I don't know,
2: but he's a good basketball player. He Gained was? Game blouses.
1: Oh, yeah? Yes. The whole
2: Chappelle skit on it. That's yeah. Charlie Murphy.
1: Oh, I didn't know uh, <laughs> Prince could play
0: some basketball. No, he played basketball. He played, yeah, he like, as yeah, a kid played. in high school. He was good. He was like a five three point guard. Oh, <laughs> All right. um, It was Muggsy Bogues. It was the Muggsy Bogues of Minneapolis. We'll be back after this.